following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Now, your hosts, Mickey Spagnola, Rob Phillips, Everson Walls, and Bill Jones. And welcome into Talking Cowboys inside the SWBC Mortgage Studio here at the Star in Frisco. Rob Phillips hosting for Bill Jones for another day. Hope to get him back later in the week. The great Everson Walls across the table from me. I am now official. He's now official. I am now official. He's, he's on. Got, the, he's, he's on got, the signage. <laughs> he's got a badge. I got a badge. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want. I want to just uh, ground rules here since yeah. I'm official now. Okay, no. Uh, what is it, Mike Francesa? Is that his name? No, no moments like that. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> silent. Well, his wasn't silent. His was, was not deadly. silent. It was deadly. We'll avoid that. None of that here. Okay, can we just agree on that? What did he do that? now? Go Pat, ahead. The. Uh, <laughs> Because there's spoke, always he, something he every week. He spoke from the other side of his 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 body. Oh, oh. <laughs> Which I'm sure people think he says that all does that all the time anyway. But no, it was a it was a, a unsolicited uh, comment from the other side of his mm. from the back side of his body, and uh, he tried to deny it. Right. And he's the only one in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> what me? So what are you gonna do? What are you gonna say? <laughs> he, he did well. He 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 played it off real well, and now they've they've got this controversy out there about who dealt it and who smelt it. He <laughs> <laughs> right. could have just said it was a drop. You right. know? <laughs> well, yeah, that Which, was odd sort. drop. Odd <laughs> drop. Very odd drop. So we'll have none of that. That's okay. the ground rule. None since, of that, Mick. Since I'm official now. Now that he's official. Yes. And not from you, even on your birthday today. Happy birthday, hey. Mickey Spagnola. I appreciate that. Thanks. Isn't yours kind of close to this? Yeah, I'm at the end of the month. End yeah. of the month, Yeah, right? you guys gave me a cake one time. Bill Bill gave me a cake. I was at the uh, Gaylord. And, uh, oh, that's right. They did the show out there. He gave me a big old cake. And I'm not a chocolate cake guy. But that was one of the best freaking cakes I've ever had. Yeah? It was, woo, it was fancy. That's so, right, because he, I, I he actually Bill, agreed man. to do the show, I think, kind of at last minute. Last minute, yeah. And yeah, you took a, me away from my family. And he said it was it's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't we don't have anything for you today. I apologize. But you got 45 minutes with me and Everson. That's know, pretty good, right? I am yes. not complaining. I'm blessed you can, to be You can have somebody else sitting this. right here. You right? got somebody else sitting right here. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> How many years is it today? Uh, 67. And still grinding. That's right. How many years on the beat? 35. Wow. Yeah. So you need that that whole Jack. Uh... <laughs> Jack Black. <laughs> Jack, you need the yeah. Jack Black. Yeah. You got to have I mean, it, right? I should have been using it a long <laughs> yeah, time long ago. Yeah, a long time ago, right? yeah. yeah, yeah it does reverse it, time. You know that, right? And, and yeah. it, it dawned on me that uh, Sunday, so it was December 8th, if I got my dates right. Correct. Right. That was uh, 28 years ago. We got the word at a Cowboys game on Sunday that Dallas Times-Herald was uh, being closed. Yes. Mm. Yeah, 28 years ago. Right before your birthday, huh? Uh, yeah. But and you're right still... after right after Pearl Harbor Day. I said, "Oh, this oh, is God. a different kind of Pearl Harbor." <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't skip a beat. You stayed on the beat all the way through, and uh, this 2019 season. 
at least the regular season is coming to a close. Can the Cowboys wind up playing into January? That's the question uh, that, that we're going to get answered Everybody answer wants to know. Yeah, we're going to get answers in the next three weeks. And it continues Sunday against the Rams. I think it's a good time of the week to probably dive into L.A. and what they've been able to do the last couple weeks in particular as we look towards that matchup. But before we do that, Jason Garrett just had his press conference. Mm-hmm. What um, what did you glean from that, Mick? Well, from a injury standpoint, it, it sounded like things were improving, except for Leighton Vanderich, uh, which, you know, I he's not practicing this week, and there's only two weeks after this. Uh, my my feeling on this, and sort of what I've been able to uh, get told, was that they probably would have to get into the playoffs for him to get back and play. Mm. That uh, you know he's got a herniated disc in his neck. Let's let's face it, you know, and and you those things take their time. They're trying to get it to calm down. Uh, I don't know if it's like well, I'm not familiar with this part of it, but you know when you have a herniated disc in your back, you can you can take a shot. I don't know that you can do that in your neck. I don't know that you want to do that right? in your neck. Yeah, and and yet from what I understand, that epidural needle is pretty long, and so yeah, uh, I, I got one myself to... a few weeks ago really? yes. for a back. Yes. Yeah, different story. And you probably didn't see it, which you were better off. Nope, they put you that, under, which right? is good. Yeah. yeah. So is that that's what they give uh, to the ladies, right? For yes, we're trying to deliver. Yeah. yeah. So so anyway, uh, they're just hoping that they can treat it and calm it down, uh, but not yet. Uh, good news is, is Jeff Heath uh, should do something today. Now, he's got, I think we talked about it the other day, yeah. he, he's got two shoulders. And we all have two shoulders, right? <laughs> he has two shoulder injuries. Uh, is this how you write your articles? Yes, right? <laughs> no, that's why I write and don't talk, right? Um, he's got labrum tails, tears in his, in both shoulders. So that is uh, that's painful, very painful. Is, yeah. And what they're doing is they've they, he's been trying to wear a brace and work through it. Uh, to rest- and the brace restricts your range of motion in your arms so it doesn't go too far back and I'm kind of moving my arm back behind mm-hmm. my back and uh, and so to reduce where the pain starts hitting. So uh, he's going to try. I don't know if he makes it, but it sounds like he's going to do something today. Antoine Woods with the sprained knee looks like he'll do something. And same thing for Tony Pollard with the sprained ankle. He was close to the game on Thursday, uh, just couldn't get back in time. So now he's had – He'll have ten days before he has to play, and uh, so I think he's got a to chance to do. And then he mentioned afterwards that the offensive linemen that have been limited, uh, you know, Lael Collins, Zach Martin, um, I guess Tyron a little bit. Uh, the the layoff between games has helped. Boy, them. they need it because they do. Especially Tyron, Tyron yeah, needs it. Man. Four four games in nineteen days, I think, took a toll on some of these guys physically. I would say Amari Cooper too. And and maybe no one asked about Cooper, yeah. but I would say yes for him also. I mean, he was because they full. were regulating his snaps in that oh, game. Yeah, the last probably since Detroit. I would I th- think. I so. think he played significantly fewer snaps against Detroit, and then you start that stretch, like you said. Now he's been. Well, he was already injured uh, when we the whole Gilmore matchup, right? Yeah. And he was not happy about the the narrative that was going there. Yeah, because he wasn't full strength. The weather was crappy. Mm-hmm. And they, we said he shut him. He was shut down, and his body language didn't look good either. While you're on the sidelines, they're running the ball, 
he didn't even have a, a coat on. He's just sitting there, you know, getting drenched. So it just the body language just didn't didn't look good. And 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 yeah, he was injured before that game and, and was kind of volatile and angry about the fact that we thought that yeah. Gilmore shut him out. He was not happy about that. And 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 let's face it, these last couple games, I think in some instances when they went three wide, uh, but they you thought they were going to run the ball. They didn't think Tavon Austin needed to be in there, right? Yeah. But he was. And so that was a way to give him a break and not have him play 60 plays in a game and limited to about 30, 30 yeah. 40 plays. So dare we say that after this break that Maybe. this team will be whole? Maybe. That offensive line will be even stronger? The team that we, the, the, the unit that we've always grown to know and love and depend on? Yes. Depend on for this team to really, when you're talking last year, especially the rookie year uh, with Dak and Zeke, they were the they were the union on this team. Mm-hmm. They were the union on this squad. They were the studs in training camp. You know, they were they were walking around together. They, it's almost like they went slow motion everywhere they went because right. they're so big. Yeah. They look like they're slow motions. Yeah, no, kind of cool though. And you know, and I still say that New England game took a lot out of them. I, I just think took a lot out of them physically. Jason Garrett was asked about that on the fan a couple of days ago. I think because you said it, the second half of the Buffalo game on Thanksgiving fatigue might have been a factor, and he. He said, look, it's no excuse. We've, we've played this schedule where you play Thanksgiving and then you have a Thursday many years. Thursday. Yeah, many, many years, years. And then and then that Thursday game, you don't necessarily have that 10 days break, that mini buy, which they just got. He didn't use it as an excuse, but mm-hmm. I think, you know, that was unusual circumstances in New England, and I think it probably did play a little bit of a factor. That's something um, that we should we should uh Consider acknowledging, I guess. You know, yeah. That maybe if they come back after this 10, 10 day break and yeah, we'll and see, that, right? That, we'll yeah, see. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe with this is the squad that that we've been waiting on, and they've just been held back a little bit just by the circumstances of the the schedule itself and unusual burden that is put on us this particular year. Usually we handle it very well, but uh, this year we hadn't, and hopefully that's one reason that we can be optimistic about the return. You know, and as I pointed out before, that that 2014 season when they had the the late night game against New York on Sunday before Thanksgiving. Freezing. Is that the one where it's freezing? And then they come back and get back at 4 or 5 in the morning and then you got to play on Thursday. They no-showed against the Eagles. And they were a 12-4 and team that year. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the losses. They they, they no-showed on Thanksgiving at home against the Eagles. And, you know, I don't know if there's a correlation there or not. I just know how my body feels, and I didn't play. I know how my body feels right now. <laughs> I haven't played. <laughs> I played in about 20, 20 years. I feel it every morning. You're talking labrums and like, oh, yeah, that sounds. That's right. Yeah, okay. That, that, yep, yep. Speaking Back, of that, when you, when you reach this epidural, age, you wake yeah, up epidural. and you got to check use one of those. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. got to check everything. Okay, we're good. Let's go. Everybody's got a little something, yeah. right? Yeah. All that being said, Jerry. Jerry has pointed out multiple times, though, that overall the health of this team is pretty good. I mean, you know, you miss Van Der Esch, Heath obviously going through some stuff. Uh, you haven't had Woods for several games this year, off and on. And then we forget but, Connor Williams got placed on injured that's, reserve. It's like yeah. when he's not in the injury port, you forget about the guy. That's he's on one. IR. Tyrone Crawford, they I think they miss his versatility and in the middle of the defensive line or on the edge as well. But overall, it's a pretty healthy group. I mean, you look at 
the Eagles. I was going to say. I mean, I Alshon, Alshon yeah. Jeffrey reportedly out for the year. They, they're dealing with more. All the wide more. receivers out. Yeah. All of them out. So yeah. it's sometimes attrition and, and being able to be the healthier team can be the difference this time of year. I mean, And even we'll though see. you're healthy, and I'm, I'm hoping that's the case here, even though the Cowboys are healthy, they're still fatigued. I'm hoping they're just fatigued from the schedule and from the grind that we've just talked about. So hopefully when they come back with the, the same healthy players but with more energy, more vigor, you know, that's what it, I'm thinking. It'll be interesting yeah. to see. I don't know if he has padded practices left or not, if they're in pads today or if they've used them up because I know over these last several games Use they did not up. practice in pad. You only that's get crazy, man. What did I tell you? It's like 11, thirteen or fourteen, or, something like that. <laughs> thirteen so at the crazy. most, yeah. yeah. And you get you can't save them for the last three weeks <laughs> right. either. Yeah, you got to use them. So you know he didn't use them before Thanksgiving. He probably didn't use them last week because you're playing again. Uh, and he and he kind of lightened up going into that New England game, just knowing what was ahead too. So it'll be interesting to see if they have any padded practices left and if he puts the pads on today. Anything else come out of Garrett? You know, the other thing that Coach Garrett said that jumped out to me was he just was bluntly honest about the fact that they have not played well enough in all three phases. You know, offense, defense, special teams, it just hasn't been good enough regardless of weather, schedule, injuries. And that's where this team is right now. I mean, I mean you, could, you could throw out uh, a lot. Yeah. You, you could really throw out a lot, but – there's got to be still just – you still have to quantify what's your strength at this point. You could just say, yeah, we're, we're all playing like crap. But you still, as a team, have to quantify, okay, what can we hang our hat on at this point? We can't just well, – what's the term throughout the baby with the bath water? Yes, yes. Right? <laughs> Which is very odd visual. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, who came up with that yeah, saying, know, right? It's, it's some white person, you know. <laughs> so um, – but what you look at, you still have to quantify where, how are we going to hone our attack now towards our opposition? Yeah. What, do, what, what do you guys think it is? What, what do you think still they can hang their hat on, to quote you, Everson? Because that's a good point. I mean, they've got to have something they feel like still their strength. Offensive line still playing well. Yeah. Zeke still running the ball. They're opening up the holes. Great average. You know, he got a couple of touchdowns. Uh, even amongst the incompetence, you could pick that out as the, the, the consistent aspect of this offense. Uh, passing has been um, consistent, but it, it's, it hadn't been exciting. You know, it hadn't been effective. It's been consistent, but not effective. And simply because the other side of the ball just, just in holding up their, their, their weight, but they aren't pulling their weight. So to me, it's just like where we've always at. Offensive line is really where we need to concentrate on being our consistent attack mode. You know, that should be our, our that should be our sword. Is by the running game itself uh, and complementing it with a good passing game. That to me, that's something that we've we've always hung our hat on. And if we could just show it up defensively at all, along with getting our third downs, mm-hmm. we we have not first drive. Not the first drive third downs. I mean, continually move the chains on third downs, especially during crucial parts of the moment. Let's just be real, guys. Numbers are amazing. We can always look at numbers. Number seven in defense. Well, number, our offense has got some number one tag somewhere. But you're still not effective. 
So forget the numbers. You're not telling the whole story for it's sure. It's all about the situations. That's a great point because four for four, I think, on third down that first drive, as you said, and that, they were something like two for 13 the rest of the way or something close to that. And you, you could take that two for 13 and just give me a, give me a, a, a five for 13. So those other three, they got to be crucial third downs. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. We're in moments now. It's not about numbers. And they keep quantifying things. I get that. But it's about moments right now. And that's why I brought up the Ravens yesterday. They don't care about numbers. Their defense doesn't care about numbers. It's just one defense I'm talking about. With San Francisco, they're going to ball out. No matter what the situation is, they don't care about, oh, this is third down, guys. Here we go. This is where we're strong. They don't mention that in the huddle. They just come out and ball. They, might, they were getting toasted by the Saints all game long. But when it came down to the moments, they made the play. Mick, where do you, where do you think this team should still be confident in terms of strength of the team where they can hang their hat on something? Oh, I still think offense, and, and I needed to look this up because I was going to say it and I didn't want to speak like, oh, you don't know what he's talking about. One of the things that I think's happened with this offense, and, and Everson kind of touched on it, I haven't done anything like spectacular, like big plays in the passing game. So I looked it up. In these last three games, they've only had 10 p- passing plays of 20 yards or more. They had, they've got 57 for the season. Uh, and if you look at you know, the Minnesota game, I know they lost, but they, they've got about and I'd have to count it up, 10 plays in that game. Since then, what Detroit, or not Detroit, New England, Buffalo, and Chicago, they've got 10 pass plays of 20 yards or more, and four of them are in the fourth quarter of this last game when the Bears are basically saying, all right, we'll you know, give you, we'll we'll give give up you everything. but you're, right. they, they're, I think teams have adopted this defensive style mm-hmm. is we're coming after you, mm-hmm. but we're going to keep everything in front That's of us. That's right. And we're not going to give you those big plays down the field. That's what I was going to ask you because you think there's been a shift in terms of approach by opponents? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think it was Mm -hmm. Minnesota and Detroit where Mm -hmm. committing a lot of bodies in different ways to stop Zeke, but there was a lot of openings in the passing game. You think it's been different during this three-game losing streak? So in, in Minnesota and Detroit, they had 16 pass plays of 20 yards or more. Yeah. And now 10 in three games. So I think people looked at what happened in those games, and it's like, all right, they're slinging it around. They're Not throwing just those games. Four or Let's look at the yards. first three games right? of the season. Yeah, yeah, actually, even through Green Bay. I think the Jets game, they only had two. Philadelphia, they won the game. They only had two. And then the next Giants game, they only had three. And then the next two games, they had all those 20-yard pass plays. They were running all over the place down in the secondary, right? Now all of a sudden it's it's like okay how do we stop this passing game because we can't contain it uh, they've got too many weapons well blitz and make sure everything's in stays front of you. in front of you right you know, the corners especially back off, and off of the play action pass yes and that's where we were extremely successful during midseason up till midseason our play action was amazing I think uh, Dak was about one fifty a clip. Uh, in regards to play action, you know, mm-hmm. proficiencies, passing efficiency was about 150, and uh, they talked about that. Mm-hmm. So teams became aware of it. Of course, if you if a, if a commentator is aware of it, then the other the uh, uh, defense coordinators are aware of it, and they felt okay, we're going to have to take the lesser of the evils with a talented team, a team that can do more than one thing. So they decided, okay, we're going to stop Zeke, 
And anytime they come with the play action, we're going to make sure and not give up the big play and make them continue to drive. And this is what you've seen has come through. We have the great drives going, and, and at that time, we got nothing left. They're not going to let us do the same thing over again in those 17 plays during that drive. They're not going to let us do those same things over again. We've already exposed ourselves. And with the still play-action mentality defensively, they're going to make sure and keep everything in front of them. And it just makes things hard for us offensively. That's what, that's what takes away the excitement. Yeah. That's why we're uneventful because they're just – Keeping everything in front of if us. If you can drive 80 yards in 17 plays, have at it. More than right? once. Yeah, do more, it more than, than once. once. Show me you yes. can consistently yes. do that. And then as we get to the red zone as games go on, that's where we become ineffective. Uh, ineffective is in the red zone because we'll drive all the way down, but then we can't score. Missed field goals, bad play calling, bad execution. Mm-hmm. So we've fallen right into that. And that's been that pattern since they have started playing us like that. That's been our pattern offensively. That's been our pattern of failure offensively. And literally 80 yards driving, as Mick just said, because I think their average drive start against Chicago was their 21-yard line. Yeah. Long drives, new. long fields to Nothing go, new. And, and try to take away the big play. Nothing new. That has been an issue for Dallas offensively and try to get it turned around against the Rams. Let's come back and talk about Sunday's matchup with L.A. next when we come back on Talking Cowboys. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer, where you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses. You can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. Ready? Okay. Give me an S. S. Give me an O. O. Give me an S. S. Give me an O. O. What's that spell? So, so. Are we going to win? Not if we play like we cheer. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right. News and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say Alexa. Open down. Dallas Cowboys. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. 
Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Back to Talking Cowboys. All right, we're going to use my grambling education and see how this works out. Christmas at the Star. The annual Christmas at the Star presented by Albertsons and Tom Thumb returns to the Star in Frisco. 20-minute show electrifies the Star with a powerful mix of game day excitement and Christmas cheer every Friday and Saturday at 6 p.m. Now through December 21st, admission and parking are free. For more information on the event, visit thestarinfrisco.com. Yes. Wow. Wow, flawless. I have to start handing him Jack Black. He's a natural. (laughs) I have been replaced on the liners. Bill Jones should uh, hand him off too to you. Great uh, job, well, Mr. Wallace. I want to hear how mix. And then we don't have to. Goes. And then we don't have to listen to OU all the time. <laughs> there you go. Grades, <laughs> Find right? a way I like to. OU. I like OU. We got a tough matchup coming up in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens there. Welcome yep. back to Talking Cowboys. Thank you, Everson. We're inside the SWBC Mortgage Studio. Cowboys back to practice outdoors today. Getting set for the Rams Sunday. AT and T Stadium, three fifteen kickoff. Something like that. 320, maybe? 320. 325. It's the late, it's the late game, I would assume. Rams played on Sunday night. Beat Seattle 28 to 12. One of their maybe maybe a signature win for them, yeah. especially after losing 45 to 6 to probably the best team in the AFC right now, the Baltimore Ravens, a couple weeks ago. So eight and five Rams. What have you guys seen from them? Maybe the last couple of weeks this season, maybe since the Jalen Ramsey trade that has you concerned yes. or maybe some opportunities for the Cowboys. That Jalen Ramsey trade, that, I, to me, that's, that's an exciting uh, happening because we're going to see a good matchup. We're going to see that matchup. They put Jalen on some of their better receivers that they've come up against as soon as he got into camp. So, of course, we know he's going to be on Coop. Uh, and I can't wait for this matchup. This is going to be one of those uh, what we wanted to see in New England, but without the weather, uh, you know, just really affecting everybody's uh, performance. So I'm really looking forward to Coop coming out with rest, hopefully as healthy as he can be. And Jalen Ramsey is one of the more aggressive of, oh, my goodness, this guy is so physical that – you know, I, I envy him sometimes. Uh, he's he's an, he plays angry, mm. which is the way a defensive back is supposed to play. But he plays angry with a purpose and with a, a, a strong mentality. He's not just out there trying to beat up the receiver, which he can do because the guys he's, he's bigger than me, arms longer than mine, stronger than me. Uh, that's that's the kind of defensive back all wide receivers don't want to see. And he comes with the attitude of I'm going to destroy you. But I'm also going to outthink you. And that's where he's a problem because his experience makes him the most effective DB cornerback in the NFL this year. Did you talk a lot to wide receivers no, when you played? Because he's, he's known as a trash talker. No, not at all. I had too much to think about. Mm. Yeah, we had, <laughs> no, really. Spags knows. Flex defense. Yeah, I heard flex defense. Flex defense. <laughs> I, got, I got too much to look at. Cornerbacks are looking at backs in the backfield. No one, no defense has ever been like our defense. You, you, you don't – as a cornerback, you're not supposed to look at the flow of the back while you're trying to worry about this guy running a 4-2-40 coming at you. So those kind of things really just kept you in tuned to what was going on. And I didn't have time for trash talk. 
One thing, one thing that I liked about not trash talking is when you're whipping their butts and you're not saying a word, that is worse. They hate that. So they go fussing to, to referees. <laughs> they go fussing to coaches. He's holding. He's doing this. And I'm just just quiet. That probably it is worse. Con- consistently off in your, in your uh, I don't know, ego. Your, yeah, your there psyche. you go. Yeah, <laughs> your in your head. Yeah, yeah. in your head. <laughs> you know, and one thing that the Rams have done these last games, and they've scored, what, 34, 28 uh, points, they're handing the ball to Gurley. Imagine that. It's almost like, oh, yeah, we do have this guy in the backfield here. Let's just hand it to him a little bit more. And he's been productive, and I think that's helped Goff. You can't just have your quarterback, and we've seen it, throwing the ball 35, 40, 45 times a game. You know, when you're balanced like that, you become dangerous. And if you, you know, that was their recipe against the Cowboys in that playoff game, right? 273 yards rushing. C.J. Anderson and Todd Gurley. Oh, C.J. Anderson. Can you? I, I, that was not in think, the league think, right I now. Think, no, he's not. I think C.J. Anderson's performance in that game confused the Saints. I'm sorry, the Rams offense. Because now all of a sudden the coaches, he doesn't feel like he needs Gurley anymore. Mm-hmm. They go sign Goff to the contract. Now they want Goff to be the face of the offense. It seemed that way. It's, especially when you're talking Gurley – wasn't really injured when they kept trying to say he was injured. They kept trying to rely on that. What are the doctors saying? Is this guy injured? Are we, did, why are we not giving him the ball? Yeah. This uh, coach of the year, you know, this, this, this professor, this, this genius, all of a sudden forgets that he has one of the best running backs in the league in his backfield. And then he says he should, he should shoot, slap himself in the face or something for not realizing that. To me, that's extremely confusing. I don't, I don't buy that. That you don't, you forgot that you had this great running back in your backfield. You're having problems. You're not as effective as you should be, and you're still not running this running back. That to me, that was extremely confusing. I, I, I wish they go back to that confusion before they play <laughs> yeah. us on Sunday, because with Gurley in now, they are the team that everyone has feared. You're absolutely right. I wrote about this yesterday. He hadn't gotten more Gurley more than 18 carries in each of their first eight games. And then these last three that they've won, 25, 19, 23, and he's ran for a touchdown in all three games. I don't understand it. I don't understand and, it. And Mickey's right. It, it, Goff has struggled at points throughout this season, but it, we've seen it with Dak. You get your running game going, play action, everything kind of stabilizes. And the Cowboys have dropped not just three in a row, four of their last five. I looked this up too. Dak's averaging 46 and a half pass attempts a game when you're playing catch up some of it's catch up a lot mm-hmm, of it's catch up mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. second half the the defense takes Ezekiel Elliott out of the game the Cowboys defense there you go that's a good point your own defense takes your running back what, out of the what, game. Did, what was your number the, the second half deficits you had uh, you had it figured out well at, at halftime combined the last two games they've been outscored 30 to 14 in the first half in the first so half. they're so they've got to, you know they're trailing, so they're trailing all yeah. the time in the second half and it, you know and, and and if you look at the playoff game you know Goff was okay Goff didn't beat him in that playoff game that running game beat him that's true you know the, the girlies what was it 30 36 yard run for the touchdown which by the way and this still if they go back and look at this stuff, it was still after they came up with the stop on third down 
And the guy that was 25 yards down the field, the official, called hands to face on Byron Jones. And what happened in the play in the official that was standing right on the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. didn't call it. The, he had his hand on the guy's chest, and when the receiver went to get his hand off, he flipped it up, and his hand went up and grazed the face mask. And he called hands to the face like he held them up. They don't get that call. They don't score that touchdown. They don't have the ball that time. Now, I'm saying it's going to change the mm-hmm. whole game, yeah. but the game was still within reason at that what point. What was the final score? 30, 30 to 22. 30-22. And we were going for that, that last drive. We were going for the touchdown. The yeah. Two-point conversion. And, and, and then the other play at the end of the half, ah, yeah. the, the phantom in the grasp play. Was that crazy? And then the, the the head official who called it, it, it to the pull reporter said, "Yeah, I had I had in the grasp." And I said, "Yeah, he was in Lael Collins' grasp. Yeah, he Isn't wasn't in the Rams' grasp." And see, that's those the are thing. two significant calls that you forget about in a significant game. Yes, you see, you don't want to make a difference like that as a rep in a significant game. I'm going to give a quarterback a chance to get out of that because this is a significant time in a significant game. You don't just blow this off like it's a preseason game in the grass, which we obviously didn't have full view of. Yeah. Because it wasn't uh, in the grass by the opposition. It was, as he said, his offensive lineman like trying to hold ball. him up. Yeah. You know, and and you, these are those moments where you say, hmm, if we could have, yeah. you know, woulda, shoulda, coulda. When you're not good enough to overcome those things. You know, it's like the two tripping calls. Yeah. You know, that weren't trips. Well, okay, but they called it, and it changed what no, was going on time. in that game. Big time, because those yeah. plays were successful yes. during those calls. But in, in that playoff game, it did go back to 273 rushing yes, yards no allowed, the yes, most no ever doubt. by a Cowboys opponent in a playoff game. And wow, really? Most Even ever. more than Eric Dickerson? Even that more. was there. How many was that? I, uh, it, I looked it up yesterday. I, I think it was in 240s. Well, yeah. it was one player, uh, 215, and that was Eric. Just one player. So I, don't, yeah. I don't know if anybody else scrambled or, or got something to go into rounds. I don't know. Yeah, people forget. I mean, Gurley was over 100 yards in that game in January, too. But Anderson was the guy that they just didn't have an answer for. And you know, we're, we're kind of late. I want to ask you guys what you saw in that game and when they had problems in run defense last year, what's, is, is it the same issues that they're having this year? Looks like it to me. You want to answer that now? Or you want to wait? Because <laughs> I, I could go on. Okay, let's wait. Because let's, it sure looks like it's yeah. between the tackles. You're right. Let's it get is. yeah. Let's get that answer when we come back and wrap things up next. Cowboys Rams discussion on Talking Cowboys. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today in the Stadium Pro Shop or at Stetson.com. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. 
best network based on GWS One Score September 2019. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer, where you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses. You can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. So, you're shopping. And that's when you see it. Aisle 23. Dr. Pepper stack from top to bottom as far as the eye can see. The phrase too good to be true comes to mind, yet there it is. A rich, delicious Dr. Pepper paradise. Wait, did, did that can of Dr. Pepper just open itself for you? They all are. As if to say, so nice to treat you. And even though it feels weird to talk to a can, you pick one up and say, it's so nice to be treated. Dr. Pepper, so nice to treat you. Back to Talking Cowboys. Okay, public service announcement. (laughs) You have 12 hours left to take advantage of the Jack Black jackpot. The holiday jackpot where if you spend $75, you get 15 small-size products free with your purchase. Go to GetJackBlack.com and use the code JACKPOT, and you'll get that discount and those free products. 15? Yeah. Wow. So what it does is it gives you a sample of all these different things, and if you like them, well, you can go purchase them, oh, too. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, so beer, beer lube? The beer the lube? Beer lube. The beer lube. Yes. Yes. <laughs> duh. Oh, duh. I bird, forgot. Beer. Bird. <laughs> no, no liner there. You just winged that. That I was know, well, awesome. I, that was I, I read it for a week. Yes. I think I got it. Well, we, we are really doing it on the announcements. You know, when really I, are, when yeah. I uh, took those standardized tests. Two needs bill. Standardized <laughs> tests in grade school and in high, in high school, my retention rate was terrible. I'd have to read things about four times to remember. <laughs> mm. I don't even want to know that. I don't even want to know my stuff. I don't even want to know my, know my analysis. Sorry. I want to know your analysis on the Cowboys' run defense that Cowboys you teased very successfully before we went to break. What, what are you seeing different or the same from when they had problems last year? Nice segue there, Bob. You I'm got like, it. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's almost the same as I've, I've been talking about uh, for the last three weeks. Uh, talked with Tony Tobit one day, and his take on it all was, as a defensive lineman, he's he's getting he's all about the D line and how they can help affect this uh, run defense. Uh, I talk about the offensive linemen that are just f- coming off so quickly and freely into the linebackers' faces. I do recall when I played uh, with the Cowboys that and the, and the Giants, the D line has to assist in some way. Uh, in slowing the progress down of those offensive linemen. They have to give the linebacker a chance to at least read what's going on, and that's an an initial read step. By the time the Cowboy linebackers are taking that initial read step, the linemen are already free and in their faces. On the second level. On the successful plays, on the successful running plays, on that second level, as you say. The, The bubble that I always talk about, that exists between the linebacker and the uncovered lineman, that bubble has been burst by the offensive lineman. And when they burst that bubble first, then they have the advantage. Okay, They're cutting uh, Jalen Smith at the legs. Uh, They're cutting off Sean Lee 
talking 250 versus sometimes 325. You can't even see around them. Creating gashes in that, in, on that second level. And by the time they get to the secondary, your running back is full speed. And now you're talking about Woods trying to make a tackle. You're talking about Mr. Labrum. Two Labrums trying to make a tackle. That's mm-hmm. difficult, and they've been consistently doing that. I look at the linebackers as needing to read faster. A guy like Tony Tolbert will tell you the D-line needs to assist more. And, uh, uh, in, you know, they, they're encumbering the offensive lineman before they come off the line of scrimmage. So, that, to me, that's the, that's, the, that's the solution coming from a defensive back. But if you look at the solution coming from a defensive end, a defensive lineman, those li- defensive linemen have to help those linebackers so that they won't have to worry about a lineman in their face immediately before you can even read the play. You know, and that started in that Indianapolis game when they got shut out, and it continued in that in that uh, Rams game in the playoffs. It was like t- they, they're so ingrained in getting up the field on the defensive line, they're going this way, and the offensive linemen are going this Man. way. You know, and if you're not getting to the line to the running back first, then there's gaps. They're big gaps. And, and, and check this out: so ten times in thirteen games, they've given up at least 100 yards rushing. And in these last losses, wow. 153, 121, 101, and that was in the rain, 124, and 151. Rushing. From running backs and, and quarterbacks. quarterbacks in this five last five games. Who don't lo- run. They've dropped four <laughs> of five. They've fallen from 11th in run defense to 19th, under 100 yards, 97, to now in these last five games, 132. Which is amazing because they're still a top 10 overall defense in yards when they're 19th against the run. I was just going to say that about in, that indie game because that's when we first saw it and you saw Nelson and those tight ends for the Colts just wa- getting on the second level and just washing linebackers out of the play. And then what and, it does is now when you drop back to pass, your linebackers now, they have to play the pass. And now those, those, those tight ends – the same ones that have been blocking down on you and making those good plays, now they're deceptively sneaking out and hurting us big time, especially in the red zone. So one of the signs on that video board should be, stop the run. <laughs> <laughs> I know we've harped on it today, but it was the biggest factor in the playoff game, mm-hmm. and it's probably the key to Sunday as well. We're out of time, fellas. We're out of time. Well, yeah. this should Great be analysis. a reminder playing the Rams then. This is kind of where it all started. Absolutely. Happy birthday, Mick. Thank you very much. Thank you, Everson. Thanks to Kyle for producing. Talk to you guys tomorrow. The break is next. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!